0: (音楽) music
1: what's up y'all welcome to another episode of sitting ringside this is episode number 67 first off we are wearing our luchador masks this is the halloween special Our man out is david rodriguez I you're doing it what what all wrong
2: today. man you're doing it all wrong you oh, gotta, gotta talk, you like, to talk like this remember that was the rule. <laughs> that was the girls that was the group that was the group that was the rules that we agreed to <laughs> That you need to talk like this the whole time. You're going to have the hands okay. like this too, bro. Like this. And you have to <laughs> have your hands
3: like this. I, I knew it's it was so, going to happen, and I should have wore the Seattle Seahawks mask. and You're going to pass right because
2: now. you got Canelo with you. There yeah. you go.
1: <laughs> well, first Canelo. off, we'll give a shout-out to Fight TV. Uh, also to... Uh, all the uh, other people that we work with, all the other promotions. Fight TV! <laughs> One championship. And all the rest One of the crew. One championship. Fucking <laughs> 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 I can't be serious right now.
2: <laughs> Look, man, I I'll just got out of work. I'm very tired. I've been uh, doing stuff all day. And uh, in the sun. Oh, and that that is it's Halloween. Is. It's almost Halloween. I'm so. very fucking tired. but uh, But we have a good time tonight. We have fun. I'm eating my dinner, my pot pie, and then uh, maybe have a beer or two, you know, maybe ten. I
1: don't know. Right. So, yeah, man, we have a good show tonight. We're going to be greeting and recapping UFC 254. Not so much of a recap because our boys out there at uh, Pride Rules MMA, every Monday night they do their recap. I want to do a recap.
2: I want to do a recap of the whole entire event. Even between the rounds, um, we even we go we break down between the rounds step by step, minute by
1: minute, second by
0: second.
2: Minute
1: by minute, second by second. Yeah. <laughs> si, no, um, and we're gonna give our predictions for USC on ESPN plus 39, Hall versus Silva. LFA 94 is happening tomorrow night live on USC Pass. Uh the USC event is going to be live on ESPN Plus. And uh, right now, that what's happening is Bellator 250. So um, you can uh, catch the results, the live results tonight um, at FightBookMMA.com. Shout out to HKA USA. Head out to their website. You can grab yourself a nice pair of FightBook MMA boxing gloves. We got it in white. And we have it in black. Same with our MMA gloves. In blanco or in negro?
4: Hey,
3: you know what we could do we could uh, uh Rudy could do the face swap and then we could just put a mask on me and uh, we could just redo the show and re-edit it. There right. you
0: go
3: <laughs> you got a mask
2: already, man. It's one of them uh, them arab uh, them uh, jihad mask. <laughs> you look like uh, Obama? No, 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 like Osama.
4: Osama.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. So UFC 254, Habib versus Gaethje. Um, It was a very exciting event. And first off, I, I know a lot of people were kind of bitching and moaning because it started so early in the morning. But you know what, man? I kind of liked it because after the event, I was able to have some nice, time with my wife.
2: Woo! Sexy time. <laughs>
1: yeah, we had a sexy time, though. Yeah, man, I mean, we we rented a movie. Uh, we hardly ever do that now because the UFC is on every fucking Saturday night. Um. So, yeah, it was nice. I liked it. I hope they keep uh, doing that. Um,
2: yeah, man. When they're
1: out, out in Abu Dhabi.
2: Um, For uh, every night, I, I every time, every weekend, I do the uh, Who You Got and, um, you know, take away from a family or from a friend. I don't get to do a lot of stuff i don't get to do the barbecues i don't get to go to the disco i don't get to go to the violets because <laughs> i do the i do it because i love it man i love the people i love the fights i love the fun and this time it was pretty fun you know i i get out early i get to have fun and have some sexy time with the wife you know it's very bien <laughs> <laughs> hey, <laughs> and
4: also okay.
3: too, uh, too. 254, worth noting, um, it was supposed to be the biggest card trending in the history of the UFC. It didn't do that. Uh, Mm Pay-per-view numbers were down, and, I mean, every single time Dana White said this is the biggest fight that's ever been, it ends up not being the biggest fight that's ever been um, compared to, like, the previous, like the Conor Diaz pay-per-view numbers and stuff like that. I mean, uh, I think it tanked, in my opinion, but uh, I don't know if that had to do with the timing uh, people that had to purchase it we know in the uk as long as you got a uh, espn uh you get all the pay-per-views so yeah not too sure what happened there but yeah it definitely wasn't the the biggest like draw like uh, dana white was saying in the weigh-ins and, and uh pre-fight interview stuff
2: it was 100 yeah, I mean. percent due to the time you know yeah. there's a lot
3: depending,
5: of people, uh, depending uh depending who watch you watch. believe you you never know what the, the russians are up to on their computers anyways remember they're, they're too busy uh with uh with our election to, to worry about could he party?
2: the Russians <laughs> there's a Chinese bro you get it all wrong
5: I said <laughs> depending who you believe <laughs>
1: Well um one fight that uh that I like to talk about is the Sam Alvey fight. Um you know he's our boy he loves Book MMA and uh um it was a good fight. I think Sam he uh he did what he said he was going to do. He was going to come in strong the first round, the second round. But uh, but dude, th- those elbows that Jung was uh, uh, throwing, they were slick. I mean, they were connecting pretty, pretty good, man. I, I, I was impressed with him. Um, it ended up in a split draw, which uh, good for Sam, because that means that he's able to fight for one more time in the UFC. Yeah, and he's able to redeem himself, and hopefully uh, be able to be able to. Uh, you, you can't you can't laugh, dude. Do Alex? Oh, you gotta drink water, dude. You mm-hmm. gotta be a professional, hombre. Mira, mira, mira. <laughs> <laughs> I learned that from my uncle. <laughs>
2: hey man, um, and all you, in you, all, you you just demasked but... yourself on live TV, bro. You can't wear the mask anymore. I know it's yeah. gonna be the rules. Mass. Now we know who you are? Math versus hair.
0: <laughs>
1: but uh, yeah, what was your guys' thought on that fight?
3: It's a, it's a rare thing to have a split draw, especially if it's Sam Alvey. I mean, yeah. either it's unanimous right? or uh, he finishes somebody. And uh, we said it going into this card that you know Sam's kind of a uh, you know back to the wall. He's he's lost four fights in a row, right? So um, oh. he lived. Lives to fight another day, Sam Alvey. He's one of them guys that's just gonna stick around the UFC for forever. yeah I, uh, I thought yeah, it was a
2: great fight for Sam Alvey. It didn't go his way, and I was kind of mad when it ended. But then, uh you know, I was like, you know what? That other dude, he won. He won the last round. It was a ten-eight round. Yeah, and for sure. Knocked him down. So mm-hmm. you know, if it was a boxing fight. That's the way I would have scored it, and it was the right call, man. I'm glad they made the right call. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah, for sure, man. Um, whoever was uh, judging that fight actually did uh, a correct job. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they actually did their job right. Um, but yeah, man, uh, kudos to these guys. I hope they, uh, you know, they win their next fight, um, especially Sam, because you know, for losing streak. Uh, you know what that means with the USC and with Dana White.
2: Oh, well,
3: you're we'll out. Probably fight next week, but um. But yeah, like we were talking about breaking the card down last week, uh, told you Joel Alvarez was a guy to look out for. Comes in there, first round submission, armbar, looking sharp. Um, Alexander Yakovlev, I didn't even know he was still in the UFC, but um, he was a guy to go in there, uh, just you know, to get beat because Alvarez is super slick. Uh, that's a guy to look out for. That really started the card uh, really good, and then we had a random maverick, uh, mm-hmm. pretty nasty cut uh, stoppage there too. So. This card in its entirety had a mix of great submissions, uh, even a split draw. Um, Khabib retiring, and we'll get to that. You know, just a, a really good card though. Honestly, I'm feeling generous and uh, give the card a solid B minus overall.
1: Yeah, yeah, man. I'm, I'm I'm actually gonna give this card an eight. Um, you know, it was it was a good card. Um,
0: but
2: yeah, I'm I'm gonna give it a, a solid nine, bro, because. Uh you know Khabib going out you know a champ on top retiring um, it was a memorable moment memorable night and i i don't know man um from start to finish i enjoyed it i really enjoyed the miranda maverick fight bro she beat the every leading shit out of that other chick she did dude man. did you see her striking i mean it was just like bro, bro. fucking light years above this other chick man and
1: yeah
4: dude look, like, Bonella, and
2: right that was her name
1: it, yeah yeah um who Liana Kukua. Oh she- Jojua.
2: there you go, Jojoa, and uh, Jojoa has yeah. good striking, bro. She's good striking, good on the ground. I think she's a. She finished her last opponent with some weird ass submission, bro. Like, I don't know, it was very weird. And um, she has very good striking, and she, dude, she got lit the fuck up. She did. I can't bro. wait to see Miranda Maverick fight again.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, man. I mean, if you would see her in Invicta, dude. I mean, she was just tearing up these ladies.
2: Solid um, nine, solid nine.
1: I'm gonna, you know, what, I'm gonna change my eight to a nine. Now that you're saying that, dude. Yeah, I mean, sure. I
2: think I think Khabib at it least deserves small. a nine. It can't give him a full ten. No, um, but you know, it it was, dude. I would have given it a, an an eight or an eight and a half, but you know, the Khabib thing just puts it over the top. Yeah, it would have been a ten if it would have been at fucking night.
3: Oh yeah, the time. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> and also too we talked about it last week. I think I called the fight of the night and ended up being the fight of the night the Casey yeah, Kenny and Nathaniel Wood. Very close fight. Uh yeah, I I mean my picks were really good. Uh, I dropped I think like the Cowboy Oliveira fight. I picked him. Um of course I picked Justin Gaethje. I missed that pick. And for some odd reason I randomly picked Alexander Yakovlev on Tapology over Joel Alvarez, but missed three picks overall, so not bad.
1: Yeah, not
4: bad at all. Um, Alex Oliveira, dude, like, I mean, he didn't so good.
3: Yeah. I mean, he always gets in there and gets into a firefight. He gets in there he and just goes at it 100%. And uh, uh, Rockmanoff is a beast, man. I mean, if you get Alex Oliveira out of there in the first round, um, he's on to doing some pretty big things. Uh, Alex Oliveira and, and choking Alex- him out, dude. Yeah, which is not easy. Alex has got some no. quality wins over top-notch guys, so I yeah. keep an eye out for Rachmanov. and uh, that's a guy, like I said, I always pick Alex Oliveira just because he gets into a fight, and he's just one of those guys that just makes it a war, makes it nasty, and he goes out in his shield, whether he gets finished or he gets choked out. Very few times that's happened, but uh, newcomer Rachmanov, solid win for him, man. Mm-hmm. You,
5: also, you gotta wonder about uh Oliveira's birth certificate. He's listed as 32 years old, man, but he is a rough looking 32 years old. <laughs> so, man, maybe maybe he's not exactly as young as he you say he is. So you know, what, like you know, what his Brazilian that, <laughs> certificate said, but man, 32 years old. I'm 30, he's two years younger than I do. Dude. He looks like he's 30, about 38, 42 years old, man, around that age.
1: Uh, uh, <laughs> and you know what? This isn't the first time that I've heard that before. Yeah, is really the first time it's not the first time I've heard that somebody's called out his his, uh, his age. Tommy
2: was talking shit about him on the show on Monday, dude. He was like, you know, he looks like he's been uh, out plowing the fields for thirty years. I'm like, bro, what? That's fucking racist, number one. At least you didn't go racist, dude. But you're calling no. him out for his age. I'll just call him for the uh... He looks like a sun dried mitt, a catcher's mitt, let's be fucking honest. <laughs>
3: He's been through a lot of shit, though. Didn't he dodge, like, a bomb or something in Brazil? or the like, Yeah, a grenade, a bro. Station? Yeah, he fucking yeah, got hit like... by a
2: grenade. Yep. Some and there, right? from what I heard, he saved a little girl, jumped on top of the grenade, it blew him up, and then somebody <laughs> sewed him back up on Halloween night, <laughs> cool. him turned him into Frankenstein. He's, like, Brazil's Frankenstein or some shit. No, I don't also, know. He too. looks like a catcher's mitt.
3: <laughs> a, a, a interesting factoid about Oliveira. I've heard a story before that the guy has a uh, three baby mamas that all live in like the same village or same oh. neighborhood in Brazil. <laughs> so like that's some alpha male shit right there. He's not even you know playing I mean? around. He's not even keeping yeah. it a secret. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. you, you, you women figure it out, not me.
5: <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Um. Yeah, so that that was kind of very interesting with that fight. Um, but you know what, man, kudos to Rachmanov. He just fucking uh killed it, submitted him in the first round, so yeah, man. That's fucking awesome.
2: What do you guys think about the the way Rachmanov looks, dude? Doesn't he look like some kind of supervillain or some shit with his eagle? Yeah. I expected to have like an eagle, bro. Like that hat, and then I'm like, where's this fucking eagle? Is it gonna fly on his shoulder? <laughs> <laughs> He looks, he looks like, like a him. Mongol, bro. Like, put not a hat, Mongol. Put his Mongol. arm
5: out with his glove.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he looks like Genghis Khan and shit. Like, what the fuck?
5: <laughs> it could work. It, well, as long as he sticks with it, it makes it work. You can base it into look like Kahib had with his, his hat. So. And he's hey, from. That's
2: right. Bro, the country of crap. Kazakhstan had two wins <laughs> that weekend the Borat movie, and then this guy came out. What are the odds? His cousin, <laughs> right? Borat? <laughs> That's fucking crazy, right?
5: <laughs> Anyways. So, uh, I think you're probably gonna touch on it now but before I get what are you guys' are thoughts on Robert Whitaker? Was that his back? Is he officially uh Bobby Knuckles is that a horrible nickname he's been given? Or uh is he you know, Oh I like Bobby Knuckles, what-
2: that's a cool nickname.
5: You want to I like the Grim was it the Grim Reaper before? I don't know. I think for me it was yeah. John Attic kept like pushing it down Everybody's so Bobby Knuckles Bobby Knuckles I was like dude, let it happen naturally, bro. But um is he back or what? Is he is he not a mm. couple more wins?
1: I want to see another win.
5: Yeah. And I want to see and I
1: want to see him win um you know by some fucking devastating knockout. I
2: don't know, man.
1: Or or a
2: dominant
1: uh, three-round fight.
2: I don't know, bro. Like, I think what he did to Cannoneer was pretty fucking dominant, man. Um, oh no,
1: no, no! I'm I'm, 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 I totally agree. But when people say that is he back?
2: I don't know. I, if I would say he's back, uh, bro. Con, considering his last couple of fights, um, this one, I mean, he lit Cannoneer up, bro. I mean, in the first round, he broke his fucking ulna, whatever that yeah. is, and, uh, uh, yeah, dude, it was, uh. I don't know, dude. He pieced them up. And even Cannoneer just looked like he was out of it. I don't know, man. It was it was a really impressive fight. And I wasn't even going for Whitaker, bro.
3: Yeah, it was rare, too, because he's in a three-round fight. When's the last time Whitaker fought a three-rounder? He's been in five-round fights for several years defending the belt. Um, but, yeah, I think they could maybe maybe headline another fight night card. Um, but uh, if they decide to do the Adesigni rematch little too soon. Nah, yeah. I mean, when you put it that
2: way, bro, I'd rather see... I'd like to see him fight another fight before. Yeah, I think
5: he's already calling out for Adesanya, but um, I I think... He needs to cool his brakes on that. (laughs) I think... I guess that there is a difference between, like, oh, am I back or am I ready for another title shot, right? And obviously, I think we're all kind of in in, in unison here when he says, you know, a couple more fights before you even think about a title shot, especially against
2: I mean, we, if you look at it, dude, Adesanya was saying his next fight was going to be Cannoneer. So, hey, that's you know what? Point. This guy beat Cannoneer. That's a good point. What's up, Adesanya? You know? Yeah, that's a good that's point. true. And I think uh, very Dana very White was, was the
3: one that was – uh, Daddy Dana uh, was, tell, was saying that this fight makes sense, and it makes sense in the eyes of Cash, because if they put the fight yep. in Australia, yep. it's going to a gate. It's going to bring the crowd. You know, a lot of people are going to show up for that. In that sense, Dana White, yeah, he's right, but um, I don't want to see Adesanya Whitaker right now. Yeah, uh, I want to see Adesanya and John Jones, or even um, who who called out Adesanya, the light heavyweight champion of the world, Jan Blachowicz. But that fight together too.
5: Yeah, and yeah. you gotta talk about what's going on in the world right now. Even Australia's neighbor, New Zealand, they're doing great with COVID, um, response. They're having live events. If they can't get in Australia, have Robert Whitaker headline. You know. Uh, a card New Zealand, get that pack gate, you know what I mean? So just like you said, from a business sense, he might just get it just because it's going to draw a a live gate as opposed to, you know, the rightful contender. So it's all about business nowadays, right?
1: Very true. Very true. But yeah, I I don't think uh, Whitaker needs to step up right now, though, to fight uh, Israel. I think uh, we need to see one more fight. I would like to see another fight, and a dominant fight, and then give him the title shot if he wins in that fashion. You know what I mean?
2: How about Paulo Costa versus Uh, Whitaker? I saw that. Like people, I would like that. A, I like that.
1: I would like that and make that the the contender fight.
3: Yeah, because Robert Whitaker is number them. one. Yeah, yeah, he's number one. Somebody's got to beat him to take that slot, and they got to be impressive even to get the Adesanya fight, but. Adesanya's got so many options. He's got John Jones, John Blackowich, fucking Stipe. Anybody who's a top dog, you know that guy has not been beat or been been touched up since uh, Calvin Gastelum. Surprisingly, right? The only guy that really gave him a good fight.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. Out of all people, it's Gastelum, bro.
3: <laughs> he had him beat Gastelum was right there.
1: <laughs> I mean, don't deny geez. him, bro.
5: Yeah. don't deny Gastelum. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, let's see. What other fight did, uh, did you guys like before we get to the main event?
3: What about Jacob malcoon and Philip Hawes, bro? Performance of the night. Phil Hawes. you said it right oh there. Oh, my, my God, man Phil. dude. Phil Hawes. Yep. He deserves it 100%. What a debut. I mean, goddamn. He just walked him down in just, you know, 18 seconds. I mean, that impressive stuff. Uh, I think it was a uh, Sports Center uh, top 10, I believe. I think it was like number three or something yeah. like that. Watch yeah, yeah, out for Bill would. Haas. He's going to knock mm-hmm. some heads off. He's impressive. Mm-hmm. I've known the guy for quite some time. I'm very happy for him. Uh, that's, that's a performance to remember. And uh, he's fresh. Line him up in uh, this weekend. I mean, shit, there's fights. There's guys dropping out. He could have probably fought uh, fucking Kevin Holland. I know he has a replacement opponent, right? Yeah.
2: yeah. And what about the, uh, the fight, uh, the performance of the night? To start off the night, the um, um, Magomed Ankalev versus Ian no. Kutulaba. That was fucking nice, man.
3: Finally, the fight happened after five different cancellations. So, yeah, that was good. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and, you know, and, and that fight with Ian, you know, like how they were running back to his last fight and against him. Uh, you know, he was playing possum and, say, you know, trying to do the, the Anderson Silva where he's, you know, like pretending that like he's knocked out. And Roberto, time, that is
2: uh, called the stanky leg.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and now you know he's over here talking all this mad shit that you know he should have won that fight and blah blah blah. Well, round two, here it comes and what happens?
4: He got destroyed. So
3: it was towards the end of the first, right? Uh, it didn't even go to right? It just it was in the first. There were a lot of first. It was in the, it was in the, the first round. round. Yeah. yeah, it was in the first yeah. round. Yeah. And speaking of first round finishes, I called it last week. Stefan Struve is going to get struck. Oh, uh, oh dude! Yeah, you
0: know, it
3: was kind of kind of like a Mark Hunt, like I said, rematch. But good for Tuvasa. He was on on the edge there too. He probably could have been yep. on his way to Bellator, but, but he did do a shoey in his hotel.
0: Oh, he probably,
3: did! Oh, he did! He did! He yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, <laughs> nice. But they didn't allow it in in the cage and that because you know whatever, but. They should have tested him for covid after that shoey, though. I don't know. You
2: know? Yeah. <laughs> he probably has it.
3: Yeah. <laughs> but he yeah, uh, he's back in the mix. Yeah, to I mean, he lives to fight another day, Struve. I don't know, man. Like it was it was I was surprised to see that he was still fighting in the UFC. I know he retired. Uh he came back, but he's been around for fucking ever. Like, you, you know, know what I mean? Since UFC 100, he's been around. Yeah. What about yeah. mm-hmm. UFC 254? 154 shows later, here he is. So. Yeah, man.
1: You know, and, and uh, Struve was doing pretty good, man. He was having that nice tight clinch and giving those uh, knees, but fuck, bro. Ty just was able to land that shot and just
2: I mean, crumbled He him. looks as good as a nine-foot fucking giant is going to look, all right? <laughs> right. With a heart problem. Yeah. With
4: a
1: heart problem, yeah. Yeah, Struve is a fucking... He's, <laughs>
4: anyway,
5: yeah, with the other heavyweight, uh, Alexander Volkov, uh, making work with Walt Harris.
2: Yep, that's what I wanted to talk about, bro. I told everybody that that was gonna happen. Yep. A lot of people didn't believe me. I'm like, bro. Hey,
1: I was with you, man. I yeah. Really yeah, you, you changed are, last I,
2: minute.
0: Yeah. yeah, I did. I did. Hey, but man. I still, I still, I it. convinced <laughs>
5: you. I, I convinced
2: you. You did. You,
0: you did. Know? did. I changed
2: you your did. mind.
5: Volko's a bit of a sleeper in the heavyweight division. I mean, his last two, his last two losses were to Curtis Blaze and Derek Lewis. It's, you know, no fault of his own, but he's a super skilled fighter. Tall, lanky, um, got a ton of experience. So uh, he's a lot of guys people don't think of right at the top of their head when they talk about heavyweights. Um, so he can, sl- like, slip in there and get a title shot a couple more wins, big wins now. So, um, yeah, people are talking about you know, Alice Overeem, A John Jones of there now, but this dude is definitely a sleeper, at least in my opinion, in the heavyweight division. Oh yeah, bro. Yeah,
3: has he fought a? Has Overeem fought Volkov before? Because that fight sounds pretty damn no. good. Okay, well, yeah, Overeem has not fight. fought him. Yeah, because Volkov, like you said, uh, it, it's like he's just a tough guy. Like he's able, he's quick, uh, deceivingly.
4: Huh? <laughs>
2: kind of cut bro. out. Look at look at his face, bro. <laughs> he froze. <laughs> I mean, the only two guys that he's lost to were Curtis Blades and uh, oh, oh uh, Derek Lewis. Yeah, Derek Lewis, Mish. dude. And it was like at the last couple of seconds of the third round of the final round, Eric Derek Lewis pulled it right at his ass. And um, yeah, I don't know, man. That's right. It was Damn, hard to watch Volkov lose that way because he didn't know remember to
5: fight. Yeah, yeah. No, good point. I remember that fight. So, yeah, he's a sleeper for sure, man. So Oberyn He's a, he's a tall, a fight, lanky,
2: but... he's good, he's a good striker, he's good on the ground, and, uh, you know, when Curtis Blades took him down 13 times that one fight, um, Curtis Blades couldn't get anything off on the ground because Volkov tied him up, man, he's really good with his long limbs and he knows how to use them.
5: Yeah, uh, I don't that's even know if, the, if, if Olverde even wants that fight, because I know trying to get a towel shot, <laughs> if he fights Volkov, he might, he might lose all that momentum he's going <laughs> to get. Yeah. Mark so my words, dude, if
2: Overeem fights Volkov, Volkov will beat his ass. Oh, that's for sure.
5: That's
3: a t- I can't believe they've never fought before, because Overeem fought every last heavyweight in the world. But, that's like um, who's, that's a who's good left, fact. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's nobody left, you know? <laughs> He's even fought fucking Roy Nelson, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah that's but the, the demolition man's uh, path to the heavyweight belt goes to Volkov and yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if that fight gets booked before Christmas.
5: Yeah, it's, if anything, that's definitely I think a main event for a fight night for sure. Yeah, that'd yeah. be well, that'd be a, sure. a fight. Yeah. That's
2: a fight they need to make with the heavyweight division right now. Yeah.
1: Yep, totally agree with you guys there. Totally agree. Now, uh, any other fights that uh, that y'all like? Main event. Main event. main event. Main event.
5: Let's get, to the, let's get to the goat talk. Come on.
1: All right. Main yeah. event, Habib versus Gay cheese. Did
2: you say so, Gay Cheese?
1: Gay cheese. <laughs> yes, I did. I said Gay Cheese. Gay cheese. Yeah. I said Gay Cheese. <laughs> um, it was a very good fight. Um, Justin was landing those fucking leg kicks and was hurting uh, Habib.
2: No, hurting him? I think he was making him mad. Oh, yeah. well, I was just going to say that Adam was making him mad. Yeah, <laughs> you can see it. Yeah,
1: yeah, you can. You can really see it in his face. And
3: his
2: he was getting his mad because they, they hurt. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. yeah I mean, it's, uh, the fight itself, I mean, it was like a feeling out process for a couple of minutes, and then uh, Khabib just turns on that pressure, which Justin Gaethje has been a made a career out of putting the pressure on and just you know making it a dog fight and. He wasn't able to do that. It was it was kind of it was shocking, you know what I mean? Because Gaethje, I mean, he landed a couple shots. Khabib walked right through him. Um, but the minute he got that takedown at the end of the first, yeah, I thought it was he, Gaethje was done right there. And that's when he knew there was like, you know, I mean, Justin Gaethje's got crazy good takedown defense. But the minute Khabib got him down, instant to uh, mount, and uh, he knew he had him after the first. So uh, Khabib just turned it on, man. Uh, unbelievable performance, man. Justin Gaethje's not a guy to get finished. Uh, well, submit. I think this first time he's ever been submitted, but he has been finished before. We know that. But um, who knew Khabib was going to walk away and retire? I mean, if we would have called that last weekend, I mean, we knew it was coming close to the end. Um, Dana White even said today uh, he thinks uh, he might make a U turn as far as the retirement. But I think he's done. I think that's a that's a, a great career that nobody else can say they got. 29 and 0, never been really touched, uh, never even really been cut, busted up, nothing. So. Props to that man. I mean, and and then on the side of Justin Gaethje, um, he won even in a loss because he's honestly yeah. right back in the mix for a title fight uh, or whatever. If they want to do a four man tournament, so Justin Gaethje still got some options. Like you said, post fight he wasn't knocked out, so medically he could be cleared and be fighting in three, four weeks, six weeks, like he said.
2: Yeah, we we talked about this on Monday, dude. And Khabib had a game plan, and he went out there and stuck to it bro the game plan was to you know start off quick be quicker than justin gaethje beat him to the punch and he went out there and just didn't let him get in a rhythm bro um didn't let let him get a shot off and it was fucked up man he, he was very aggressive and he's i don't know i don't really see him usually be that way but um it was a good good performance a good way to to go out on top
3: Did yeah, he really make sure. ten million dollars? You guys know for that? Is that true?
1: Yeah, I don't think so.
3: really. Man. Yeah. Oh, I think he did. He he made, made ten, 10 million. Oh. Ten million on that on that night. And okay. I think that's why he's
1: retiring.
5: That alone well convinces okay, me he's not going to stay, stay retired. What's another ten plus maybe five more? Maybe because he didn't want to lurk him away. I mean, you know what I mean, man. Like, mm-hmm. hey, go to thirty and zero. We'll throw on ten plus another five or whatever. You, you you pick when you Give pick me one
2: hundred million. You pick the tie. 100 million. Come on. I mean like I think Man. he has
5: it really good. He's almost on that McGregor level, I think, when it comes to the business side. Um so I think yeah. he'll probably stay away for a little bit and then they could get another ten million for Kahib to do a training camp and for him to do what two rounds of work.
2: <laughs> nah, this this dude ain't coming back. I don't, like, don't think he's
5: That number alone don't think so? No. I don't know
2: he's he's, a, he's one of those guys who's who's a man of his word you know um and he i, I don't know that's a word to his mother bro uh and the only way i see that and him changing his mind is his mom maybe passing away and you know he decides you know a year or two later that hey i'm gonna go ahead and do it yeah i just don't let's see it that. that let's
1: do let's put that 3-0 on my record and, and finally retire. But give me another ten, twenty mil. He's got nothing if to have, prove.
2: He's probably going to end have, up doing what his dad, you know, be that that figure to the uh, up and coming fighters like his father was to him and other fighters. It's that, hard, man. It's, it's like if
5: we're, if we're going through the just going through the regular statistics of every professional fighter. I mean, how many of these guys actually stay retired? with like that, you know what I mean? Just going off the track, like he, I think he would be the first ever in any combat sport to retire and then say they retired, and not come back two three years down the line and do something. Yeah. G, GSP did it. You know what I mean? Randy Couture did it. Um, McGregor's done it already a couple times. So it's kind of like these these fighters, man. Chuckle Dale's done it. Tito's done it. It's just, they all find a way to come back for some reason, man. But like you said, if he does, if it you know, keeps his mom in mind and say, hey, you know what? I'm done. Then comes a coach, probably one, one of the best wrestling coaches of all time. Props to Kahib.
3: Mm-hmm. What's your uh, what y'all guys favorite memory of Khabib in any fight or what's something that'll always stick with y'all when you think of Khabib or Magomedov?
1: Him chucking out uh, McGregor. <laughs>
3: That's number just 2.
1: Because of the just because of the whole entire drama that lit up to that fight.
4: Oh
5: yeah. The the, the bus
1: incident. The, yeah, it was a huge soap yeah. opera, you know, that right there alone. Yeah. Everybody, anybody that you ask is gonna say one of those is probably one of their top two, top three of their memorable uh,
4: events or situations. That's number three for me, I, bro. Is, uh, top
2: one, top one would have been send me location. Number mm-hmm. two would have been that's number one bullshit. <laughs> and then three, of <laughs> course, maybe the uh, the bus going, the uh, the dolly. That was more Connor. That was, that was kind of a Connor moment right there. But yeah, dude, and then him choking out Conor—that was that was epic. Yeah. But I, I enjoyed uh, Nate Diaz choking out uh, Conor more than anything, bro. That was fucking yes. epic. <laughs> and I won so much money on that one too. Like, it was good.
3: Uh, number one for me, Alex. You could follow up. Number one for me for sure has to be when he was beating up Michael Johnson. I was like, you have to quit. I fight for. Oh yeah, I forgot about that <laughs> shit. Like, you know. And then well, like that.
2: you
1: only picked that because you don't like Michael Johnson in the first place.
3: <laughs> I mean, come on. The man <laughs> has, the man that, has right? his reasons. <laughs> Nobody else has ever done that, though. It's just so awesome. And then the path that he took, and look at where he ended up, $10 million payday. So uh, he earned his way to the top. Uh, it wasn't easy. And then, I mean, t- like I said, it's a tie with uh, number two. And he went flying off the cage, uh, jumping at uh, Dildo Danis. And he went Dildo like Danis. Like yeah. <laughs> that was cool as fuck, cause that like started the whole beef with the McGregor camp, and then it built up to the big fight that it was, and made him the superstar that he was after he was able to completely annihilate Conor. I mean, yeah, Khabib's a yeah. superstar, man. He's he's a McGregor level, like Alex said. So, but you, Alex, yeah. what what what? For me, honestly,
5: uh, I'm gonna go a little against you guys here and say my number one memory of Khabib is something that never took place, and that was the Tony Ferguson fight. I'm a big Tony Ferguson fan since I saw him on Tough on Team Brock. I kept thinking this is a fight that needs to happen. It's going to happen. But three or four times, it never did happen. And then Justin Gaethje beat Tony Ferguson, and we never got to see it. He walked away. Tony's left with his, kinda, with his pants down, Not, can't even get in a fight in the UFC. To me, that's the kind of thing I'm always going to remember to keep for is a fight that never happened. I'm still waiting for that ESPN 30 for 30, 15, 20 years from now, the fight that never happened.
3: I know, right? <laughs> yeah, I love Tony too, and yeah, Tony's like the Macho Man Randy Savage of uh, the UFC, yep. totally getting blackballed. You know, been the yep. champion, but man, epic fight that never happened. It was booked 19 different times, and yeah, man. So, which
5: is why, I, which is why I'm holding out for Khabib to come back for one more. Maybe if Tony gets come back, or maybe if Tony wins the title in this whatever. Maybe if Tony somehow beats Chandler, beats Gaethje again, or beats McGregor, beats Poirier, somehow, some way gets the strap around his belt, and somehow, maybe after a year or two, that's the fight we finally see former retired champion versus the new champion in my own little fantasy dream world. What I'm dreaming about at night. That could hopefully maybe <laughs> one day happen. <laughs>
3: Yeah, t- Tony would be that guy too. If he ends up being an undisputed champ, he would probably be like Khabib. I'm still Where are here. At? Where are you at? Yeah, he would call him out still. Yeah. So Tony's that type of guy, man. He's that type of guy for a lot yeah, of yeah.
1: <laughs> You know, and I think this other, this his last fight too. What uh, stuck to me too with with uh, the Gucci fight was when uh, he said to uh, DC that he didn't want to break his arm that he would rather just have him tap because he didn't, want, he didn't want to hurt him in front of his parents. I mean, for him to, to to think that at that split second, to do an arm bar to say, you know what, fuck it, I don't want to hurt him in front of his parents, I'm going to just choke you out and make you tap. Or put you to sleep. And he did both. Because Gaethje did tap, the ref did didn't see it, and he went to sleep. <laughs> so... Yeah. That right there in itself is, is uh, you know, is something that, that a lot of people are going to remember because I didn't know that until I saw the D.C. Uh, um, Ariel uh, interview when, uh, yeah. you know, when we were sharing it in the, in the chat. And uh, when I saw that, I was like, wow, Matt, Matt props to Khabib, man.
4: Wow.
3: And then uh, on the in conclusion of the main event, Khabib retiring, we hear from another GOAT who claims he is the GOAT. John Jones just will not stop uh, claiming he did it all right, and Khabib's uh, number two, or he'll give him the spot. I mean, that was kind of shitty, man. Like John Jones pulled a little a McGregor there, you know what I mean? Just popping up, being a little immature.
2: But let's be honest, dude. uh, John Jones saved a man with hot dog water. (laughs) (laughs) I think.
4: uh,
2: I think that right there in itself is
1: is goat status for him saving that man. The fucking park with yeah. hot dog water
5: to keep uh to keep theme of you know our luchador masks you need a, a baby face and a heel and John Jones decided to go full heel a long time ago and that was yeah. his, that was his heel moment right there Rick Flair to be the man you got to beat the man right he said, I'm still the man here Kahib you have your you have your spotlight for this weekend but um, I'm gonna make sure people are still talking about <laughs> yeah. me so that, that's what that's what heels do man heels they, they, yeah. they um. They, they poke at people. Uh, that's what, that's what heels do. And obviously we're still talking about John Jones when he had nothing, absolutely nothing to do with this card whatsoever. He like yeah. you say, he, he found his way to insert himself in the conversation. That's what, that's, you know, that's what heels do.
3: And I think too, I'm glad that he did embrace the heel that he is. Cause I mean, he's an asshole, you know, but he is a goat, but I, I think I'll give him credit on the side of uh, the, what he, what he spoke about himself. He's like, I'm 32 years old. I uh, still got a second chapter. And I believe in that because if he goes to heavyweight and just starts wrecking oh, yeah. everybody and, you know, goes on an eight fight streak at heavyweight retires or so, um, yeah, he could be still remembered. I mean, he's got a lot of fight in him, but he's also uh, fucked up his career in a lot of different ways. And um, he's got to bounce back hard and come in, stop Stipe and and take on the top dog at heavyweight. And I think that's the plan for him. So I will side with John Jones in, in that look uh, and we'll see how it plays out over time because yeah. John's done what he's done, and um, he's basically undefeated, too, so you can't really take that away from him. It's just yeah. steroid shit, the outside the cage trouble, but uh, he's not a real liked guy nowadays. So, But uh, the heel side of Jones, I love John Jones the heel, though. I like him. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I like him better when he was uh, slamming into pregnant women and snorting <laughs> cocaines off her car. Hood. <laughs> and uh, running away from the scene of a crime. Yeah, bro, <laughs> that's, that's classic John Jones. <laughs> classic <Yeah>. John Jones. <laughs> Yeah. that's the I mean, John Jones we need
1: yeah
5: <laughs> it's not the one we deserve, it's the one we need yeah. <laughs> exactly it's, it, you know, it's what sells, damn it it's yeah. what sells
1: those fucking I, pay-per-views
5: it, it's always hard to get into you know, the, the go conversation when it comes to, to combat sports because we're, we're never going to see Kahib and John Jones fight There's two different weight classes, you know what I mean so I, I'm all for like, you know, Kehoe being the greatest lightweight, John Jones being the greatest light heavyweight thank you because there's that there's that discussion of like okay who's better mike tyson or Floyd mayweather if they fight it's two different weight classes it's
2: exactly, Never gonna happen anyway. bro i always tell people that goat is like really for your division in my opinion when it comes to mm-hmm. mma uh, yeah. when it comes to oh, like yeah, yeah. basketball michael jordan's goat i'm sorry bro um yeah, yeah. and uh you know now right now in this era it's fucking lebron james you know what i mean it's, um I don't know, there's different eras for different sports, and when it comes to uh, MMA and boxing, it's different weight classes and divisions, Agreed. in my opinion. Yeah,
3: because, I mean, per- perfect way to put it, because, I mean, look at Max Holloway. He was on a 13-fight winning streak. He's one of the greatest yeah. featherweights that's ever done it. Volkanovski yep. has two close fights with him. I mean, shit, man. In my opinion, Max is one of the best. Some people might say Jose Aldo. We all know what Max did to Jose Aldo. So. Yeah, but Jose Aldo
1: hasn't really done much lately.
3: No, oh, but in in the time of like you know Max on the rise, uh, he put okay. away although he put away all the best yeah, guys. True. So like Rudy true. said, per division, absolutely, because yes. George St Pierre is the greatest welterweight of all time, bar none. Nobody's yeah. close.
1: Yeah, you know, and and I was stuck in a conversation with uh, the goat status, and and yeah. I kept, and all I was saying was nope, nope, until finally somebody said, why do you keep saying no? Like because. Oh, I you can't see. just say you can't just say that Khabib is the greatest of all time of the entire MMA world. That that's just fucking impossible. You could be a goat, but you're gonna be the goat of that promotion of that weight division because yeah. there's a goat in each promotion. They have their own goat. They have their own weight division because, like in boxing, you unify the belts. In MMA, you don't. You don't unify yeah, so there, so there's no reason to say Khabib is going to be the greatest of all time out of all of MMA. Yeah,
4: you I can't mean, say that because yeah,
1: overseas I mean, you have a lot of pe- fighters like at one, rising, brave. I mean, shit, the the the, the local scene too. You have a yeah. lot of pro fighters that are, you can call them goats for their division, for their, um, you know, I, state or whatever. So, yeah. yes, Khabib is a goat. We can say that he is, if you want to, in his division for the UFC.
0: Yeah, I think so, too,
5: people were just kind of falling in love with it at the moment. It was so emotional. Like, you know, you had DC being uh, his, one of his best friends, commentator. You had yeah. UFC Twitter, social media hyping it up. You had ESPN hyping it up. with Brett Okamoto calling him the GOAT. All this a couple of days over. So there, there is that benefit that you know, infatuation period post-fight, especially for a dominant performance like that. So, but then, like, as people kind of realize, okay, well, wait a minute, like, yeah, like you said, there's eras, there's weight classes, like, what what if a uh, prime BJ Penn versus prime Kahib? What about that fight? You know what I mean? How would Kahib do back in pride when everybody was, like, you know, on top of their game? So you have these scenarios here where, like, okay, like, Kahib could be the greatest of all time, you know, in the lightweight UFC lightweight division, uh or greatest of all time the past five years maybe but like you kinda there's so many scenarios in combat sports where it's like man to call somebody the greatest of all time it, it's just it's yeah. it's impossible to have it's a conversation that you're gonna have over and over and over again exactly. never, never, never gonna end. So
1: <laughs> Exactly For example, Dan Askren. He was considered a goat at one yeah.
2: He came yeah, to the UFC and hand. he
3: got
2: fucked. Not to me man. Uh maybe in the movie Mask Goat, but.
3: <laughs> Dude, we've seen a fucking Fedor went 30-0 and 0 or something like that too and then he ended up getting snuffed out a few times so yeah, at is. one point he was yeah. the greatest heavyweight so that's why I think uh, Jones has the opportunity because Khabib didn't jump weight classes so yeah. Jones has the opportunity to beat the greatest heavyweight in Stipe and that's his ultimate challenge right now so if he can get past Stipe, defend that title go on a, a nice run at heavyweight He's got an opportunity to become, you know, a GOAT. Like I think the same the the conversation like you said, Alex is gonna go over and over again. But when you jump weight classes just like D C did, became the heavyweight champion, uh fought in big time fights. So that argument will always be there, but Jones has got a has got a path ahead of him. As long as he doesn't crash into anybody or fucking get arrested again, then he's probably got, got a great opportunity to do that. Yeah.
5: Like you said, it's a it's fun talk to have with friends, with people, you know, who like the sport, you know um but then like then uh, do you judge somebody who had the greatest uh prime years you know what i mean like you said fedor was a monster and probably do but do we judge him too hard for sticking around too long <laughs> you know what i mean uh, you,
3: that's right you,
5: you, you cut that even bj penn do we judge him too long because he stuck around too long but if he would have stopped at that you know 2005 six, seven, bj penn oh my god he's the greatest of all time can never be touched but then again it's a, it's what they call the fight game right fighters kind of tend to stick around too long and uh, ruin the record a little bit, but I mean, if he can stay away, twenty nine and zero, he's going to always have that perfect record on his uh, argument. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of like LeBron. I only got four or five championships. You know, it took me a four out of eight or whatever. But Magic, uh, Michael Jordan, I'm six and zero. That's kind of like you know what? Hey, I'm six and zero in the finals. He's twenty nine and zero. That's always a the argument people will have if they're if they're arguing for Kahib to be the greatest of all
2: time. Twenty nine and zero, bro. That's All I got to say, uh, people, and people only argue because they want to be right and make themselves feel fucking stupid. exactly, bro yeah. who cares you have your own opinion <laughs> i have mine just respect it yeah. there you go no oh, people are dumb bro. The, like, it's, 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 it's
1: those it's those uh the the, the casual scenes. the casual i, li- I like that, hearing that people's,
2: people's people's opinions you know what i mean even if yeah. i don't agree with you and then if you don't agree with me i'd like to hear your reasons why the reason and i'm why. not gonna be exactly. mad i just i like hearing the other side you know i don't want everybody to agree with me that's fucking boring yeah. <laughs> true.
1: yeah but that Speaking was my people, that 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 was my case on that on that uh chat that i was in and, and i forgot what group right. it was and i kept telling them that and so finally somebody said yeah you know what you're right you know it's it's true that there are goats in different weight classes <laughs> in different promotions so <laughs>
3: <laughs> yep, we'll, we'll talk about another goat here shortly that Alex said guys that stick around a little bit too long Anderson Silva
1: Anderson Silva like what the fuck why are you coming oh. back to fight
2: why oh. why I'll tell you why Who because of the cool shit? fucking poster art that they made wow they've come back oh, and made some bullshit. Please, have you seen it dude. No, that no, see fucking poster it.
1: looks like garbage bro <laughs> what
2: that poster's awesome bro look at the like poster I, I just posted Got
1: the crayons and like. No. That's off, a badass
2: mind. poster. I don't know what nah, you're talking about. Nah. That is fucking dope.
3: No. Yeah, Especially
2: compared to the last ones that they put out. They look trash. This one's yeah. badass. <laughs> I like it.
3: I think what I might do okay. is I might start I'm gonna start duplicating the actual poster that the UFC makes and see if mine's better. And I'll there put some up. into it and see what happens. Yeah. That'd be dope. <laughs> yeah.
1: But you know what man, Uh, kudos to Khabib. Um, He's retiring at 29 and 0. Defended the belt, what, three times already? Um, Defended it successfully. Um, Gaethje, you know, he just, uh, he he came in and did what he always does is, is, uh, you know, push forward, throw haymakers, and try to knock him out. He wasn't successful, obviously, so. Hopefully he can come back and uh you know, either fight for the belt or fight one more fight
5: to get to the title shot. I'm, I'm still sticking to my, my Christmas wish though. Tony Ferguson wins
1: Tony, Tony versus W. <laughs>
5: Tony Ferguson's gonna win whatever tournament they set up for the lightweight title. It'll take about maybe <laughs> about a year for all this to settle down. Because the call he's yeah. Steve. <laughs> gonna come out of retirement and you put both those guys in a plastic bubble and like don't have them trained, just like make sure they don't get hurt, don't trip over any wires, anything like <laughs> that. <happens. laughs> Stupid dance moves and Kahib versus uh, Tony Ferguson will finally get it in 2022. And this crowd's allowed back in post-COVID, so that's <laughs> what I'm calling it right now.
1: Hey, <laughs> you know what, man? It could happen. You never know.
3: That, yeah. Before we close this topic, though, I want to hear y'all. Who, who do you think? Who's Justin fight? Who does Tony fight next?
4: Woo. Well, there's before. there's word there's word that Fury is going to be fighting. Uh, in january gregor
3: so i think i think they're going to throw a it's, it's going to be a twist it's going to be a chandler mcgregor poirier ferguson matchup that's what i it's think so be. too i think they're gonna chandler will get and, the then shot just, because, and then
1: just yeah. justin fights the winners of uh uh poirier and
5: uh Tony. i think uh yeah, I think that's a good point, David. Because I think uh, they made Mer- they made Chandler go through a camp and make weight and everything. they gave going some show money, I think, just in case uh, yep. you know, somebody uh, um, or, or Gaethje got hurt this past one. So I think they're going to throw him a bone and might give him a big fight. That's a good point.
3: Yeah, because Chandler I, I in would a like band. to see. I would like to see Chandler versus Gaethje. No, Chandler mcgregors the fight that's going to happen. They might throw. him a No, bone. it's going to be Fury.
2: I'd, I'd like to see Dan Hooker versus Tony Ferguson.
3: I think they've he's called him out, so I think Tony's I like that. just, yeah, that's a good. Yeah, Tony,
2: that'd be a dope fucking fight. That's a good outside the box yeah, one. Man. Yeah, it's a big time for Hooker for sure.
3: Mm-hmm. They're gonna throw him somebody that's a dog that Tony's gonna get. I mean, Dana White hates him at the moment, so we know what happens. Look at he's Mexican. <laughs>
5: very true. <laughs> you have Tony's gonna
3: that? get the <laughs> toughest dude, no matter what. Tony fights the toughest guy. So. Yeah. Nothing new. No. <laughs> it's normal. It's normal. It, like it's like we're into. the it's normal. Yeah. Well,
1: <laughs> tomorrow we have LFA and one of our boys is gonna be fighting on that card, uh, David. Um uh, we got Jalen Fuller gonna be fighting uh Miles Amos. Um Amos. Yeah, so uh Jalen, I mean me and you know who Jalen is, David. Uh,
3: we had him on the show. Great guy. He's out of yes. the Luttrell-E camp, uh, yep. Coach Luttrell. Uh, Coach Yee had been putting guys into the UFC one mm-hmm. after another. Jalen Fuller shows out a couple times, maybe even this fight. Uh, you might see him on Dana White Contender Series. And he's fighting a guy that's a Titan FC guy, right? The Amos? Yeah. <laughs> Miles Amos. And it's yeah. early on the card, too. So if y'all are watching LFA tomorrow, keep an eye out for Jalen Fuller. Damn good guy. He's a gentleman. And Mm -hmm. yeah, look out for Jalen Fuller, man. I'm excited to see him in this stage of LFA because that's where you make it. It's where you get your shot to the UFC. And a lot of times it's just one and done. So I'm excited to see him uh, jump in that cage tomorrow night. Yep,
1: yep. yep. You know, and uh, also uh, the card, uh, you know, the main event, uh, we have Vanessa uh, Demopoulos versus Lupita Godines. You know, Vanessa, we've 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 seen her fight before. Um, she uh, she's going to be defending her belt uh, for the LFA. She she did fight in the Contender Series, didn't go her way. Um, so we shall see. I mean, t- this is the, this is a good test for her against Lupita. Um, if she does defend the belt, maybe she gets another, cha- uh, another shot. Another yeah. shot. We got another shot. I wonder if that. I, mean,
5: Winkins, I wonder if that was the the. the I know obviously UFC comes knocking. You, you you don't you don't you know, leave them hanging. But I wonder if that you know going to the contender series was a smart move, seeing as she was already LFA champion. You know what I mean? It's like you're an L, you're a champion. You you're going to main event another card. Just you know, let 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 it let 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 them let let yourself shine. You know, under the bright lights of a, a, a organization card instead of going to the contender series and kind of set herself back a little bit. But obviously, she can redeem herself with the big win again. But I thought, like, okay, but you're a champion. Don't be going to a contender series. Like, let, let the organization, LFA, promote you, hype you up. And then it, it's a proven formula. But I guess she must have thought as opportunities, she couldn't really pass up. Well, look
1: at, yeah. for example, our buddy uh, Jimmy Flick. You know, yeah. He was a champ for LFA. Yeah. He was actually, you know, um, wanting to get into the UFC right away and not fighting the contender series. It didn't happen. He fought in the Contender Series, fucking destroyed the dude in like forty seconds, yeah, and got the contract. So, if if you're the champ in LFA and you don't get that shot right away to get into the, the Contender Series, then prove and fight like a champ and show Dana, you know what? I'm a champ for a reason. I'm going to destroy my opponent, and I need and. I'm gonna prove why I need that uh, that UFC contract, and that's what uh, Jimmy did, you know. Um, yeah,
4: J- so Jimmy showed out. I agree with you, Alex. Twice. She,
1: she yeah. should have she should have proved uh, herself at the last contender series. Should she, she booed
3: herself. <laughs> <laughs> also, too on the LFA card, the first fight of the night is a guy at a Jackson Wink, uh, Edwin Cooper Jr. Trans mm-hmm. with Patchy Mix. Trans with our, our buddy Chris Brown. Um, he's a he's a up and coming prospect as well. I think he's only two and one. Um, I think yeah. his only loss is a tough decision loss, but um, a lot of hype behind him. He's starting out the card, so if you're watching LFA all the way through, uh, definitely don't miss the first two fights because yeah, we got Evan Cooper and you got Jalen Fuller, so Albuquerque based guys. So yeah, man. Um, Too- LFA always delivers, you know what I'm saying. So somebody's somebody's going to the UFC tomorrow night if it's not a hand a couple guys, just like we're gonna see. A, Kevin Navitad finally make his debut uh, Saturday night, too, on the silver card. Yeah, man. You know, at LFA,
1: the fun, fun card, fun event, uh, fun promotion to watch, you know, because oh, yeah. you get these guys that are not known, you know, they're making their, their, their LFA or even their pro debut, and they fucking deliver. And then you're like, shit, I'm going to follow this guy, you know what I mean? So you start building your favorites again from the usual UFC fighters you get these guys that are fighting in the LFA, not necessarily, you know, they're going to be fighting at with the UFC. They'll get signed on with Bellator and you'll be like, you know what? I remember this guy on that LFA card. I want to keep following his career and see what happens. You know what I mean? So, you know, a lot of favorites come out of fighting for for, uh, the LFA. Um, Obviously it's their feeder to the UFC, but, you know, it just doesn't.
0: There has, that way. There's
3: other options too. Yeah, that's why they're pretty right? you know, they professional. They want to propel you to the next level. And uh, a lot of times it's situations like Jimmy Flick, where you know he feels he deserves a shot. Uh, he earned his keep, became the champion, one and done. Uh, like you guys are talking about Demopoulos, I think she maybe be defended belt a couple more times and she may just get a straight call up to the UFC And just because she's already been in the contender series. So that's happened before and uh, it definitely will happen again.
1: Yeah, man, if Vanessa wins this fight, you know, um, and went maybe again, she fights again and wins again. Like you said, she might get that call. Um, and, you know, be the first fight on, a, on an early prelim. Yeah.
3: And I think so, we yeah. have a uh, Bellator. I think we have a very tough fight going on right now with Masasi and Lima. I'm not watching it live, but um it's still not over. It's I think it's not no going um, around right now. Uh,
1: Mark is saying that it's uh, either gonna be three and one to Musashi or two and two and go into the fifth. Yeah. So Mark's
4: definitely Mark's got to re-watch, up to so date on, the on chat. The show. So yeah.
1: thanks Mark, appreciate that, bro. Um yeah. right on. So UFC Fight Night, Uh we have uh, Hall versus Silva with that uh badass poster that Rudy loves. Good poster.
2: <laughs> it looks great. I like it.
3: It looks like colored pencil to me. It does, man. It looks like some <laughs> fifth grader just
1: grabbed a pencil and just started coloring. <laughs> me. Yeah. And they put white out on their eyes. <laughs>
3: That's the only thing that stands out to me. That's that,
1: exactly man. the eyes. <laughs> all right guys well let's start from the bottom and uh work work our way up real quick and give our predictions on these fights it is a 12 fight card um it's gonna happen right now it pages. is
3: right now it is it could, exactly it could be a four fight card come saturday <laughs> you never know
0: hey
1: if it is it's gonna be an early night <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, so we got the first fight. We have Miles John versus Kevin Actividad. I'm gonna go for Kevin. I think Kevin's gonna put a hurt on this guy in the first round. Um, Kevin's a fucking beast, and uh, you know he's nine and one. Miles is ten and one. So they're pretty uh, matched up, pretty even. Um, in the world rankings, Kevin is number six, and Miles is number forty-four. But that really doesn't mean much. Um, But I'm still going to stick with uh, Kevin Navidad winning this fight and probably in the first round KO.
3: David? That's a good fight to start the card. Yeah, Kevin Navidad, I think his uh, debut is delayed uh, due to COVID. Um, But Miles Johns, if I remember well, um, his last performance is when he caught uh, the receiving end of that nasty flying knee. Um, I forgot who it was who beat him. It was like on the Jones card, Jones and Dominic Reyes, so a little while back. But that's his only loss. Uh, but uh, Kevin Navi Tide comes to bring it, goes for the finish. Uh, an Alfa guy, uh, finally making his debut. I'm excited to see what he can do against Miles Johns because he's a tough ass dude too. Uh, great, great fight to kick off this card, and def- I got Kevin Navi Todd by finish under three for sure.
4: Three. Alex. Same. Don't send you guys. Rudy. Um.
2: Yeah, man. Kevin. I don't really? like the way Miles Johns looks. He looks he looks weird. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Plus he's not showing his nipples, right, uh Rudy?
0: Yeah,
2: I, I can't see his nipples, so you can't trust a person you can't see their nipples.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh fight number two we have Courtney Casey versus Priscilla co Coch Cochera.
3: Co- co- co-
1: co- co- yeah. Oh she's <laughs> Is she Brazilian? Yeah.
3: yeah, she is. If, if you remember her well, she's the one that took a complete beating from Valentina Shevchenko, like the, one of the worst oh, beatings I mean, in like bro. women's uh, MMA history. <laughs> you know what I mean? uh,
1: destroyed on
4: that fight.
3: It wasn't even cool. It was like almost a murder in the cage. It was
1: like you know? exactly. Yeah that was, yeah, that was brutal.
3: Yeah, it was uh-huh. bad. It was really bad. Like the referee was like fired. I think right. Who was it? Dana White was so fucking pissed off. I can't remember who was it was. Was it uh, Mizegari? No, no, he's been gone. He's been oh, long Oh, okay. right? it, it could have even Dana been White Herzog. it oh, yeah, was
1: like two years ago. It, it? might have yeah. been. Herzog. Oh, dang Herzog. Yeah. He's been doing good with. Uh... Hasn't yeah, well, he been he... Wrecking... He's been rapping in the UFC lately,
3: hasn't he? Yeah, but he missed the uh, Justin Gaethje going to sleep though. So. Yeah, um, that's true. Yeah, that, that is <laughs> very true. So he We're gonna get him on the show event. next
1: week and be uh, able yeah. talk shit to him.
3: <laughs> yeah, he missed a big one in a big ass fight. Fucking happened last week in front of the whole world. So you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, he was nervous. He was nervous. But uh, I mean, Castro. That was pretty tough on the ground. I think there'll be some decent scrambles here. Courtney Casey's a scrapper. Uh, she's always mm-hmm. in some tough ass fights, man. So I see a, a finish could happen on either side. But if I'm gonna favor any I'll probably go with Casey, but in in a decision. In a tough, yeah. uh, gritty, gritty fight, because Katoweta, uh, besides fighting Valentina Shevchenko, she's pretty tough. But yeah. Valentina Shevchenko is just the bullet, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: She's, th- she's throwing those bullets at her at the, uh, during that fight for sure. <laughs>
3: yeah, she's pretty unstoppable these days. so
1: <laughs> Yeah. Well, I'm gonna go with you, man. I'm gonna pick uh, uh, Courtney on this one, probably by decision.
3: Definite filler fight.
5: I'll go with Caceres. It's a little different. She's coming off a win. K.O. win. Hmm. Uh, took some time to recover <laughs> after that. Shashenko went. Shashanko lost. I think she lost two more after that. So probably uh, took her that long to get the cobwebs out and kind of <laughs> become herself again. Right? They you say after something like that, you you lose a piece of yourself in the in the octagon. So um, yeah. we'll kind of probably. I'll probably go with her. It's a
2: little different. Yeah,
5: Breaking I'm going news.
2: with Caceres.
1: Right on, uh, Mustasi yeah, won yeah. by decision. He is now the middleweight
5: champ for the Bellator. I'm saying it now. Mustasi's a goat. Goat of everything.
4: <laughs> <Man>. Anybody
5: <laughs> can be a goat in the Call Bellator. Who? ESPN. Mustasi's a goat. I don't yeah,
2: know, yeah, man. I know, His right? name is Gay Guard. I mean, does he, you think he hangs out with gay cheese?
3: He probably does. <laughs> It seems like he hasn't fought in five years, Gegard Musashi. I mean, he's always a guy I, I pay attention to, to to any of his oh, fights, yeah. but he, it like, seems like five years at least since I last seen him fight. Feels like it. But you know, in all in all, honestly,
5: like in, in all honesty. Uh, I don't think the uh, Bellator does a good job of putting him out there. Maybe he maybe he likes that. Like I don't want to be do any press. Don't like just put me on the poster because you know he, we all know he's a pretty low key guy. But it seems whenever he fights, it's, it's a surprise. <laughs> like oh yo, crap, he's fighting today for Bellator. You think? He's, he was one of the big, you know, signs for, away from the UFC, but he's just like another... Yeah, Gate Guard's on here. You remember him? Yeah, we got him. He's here. <laughs>
4: Dude,
3: yeah. and like, it's like Rory honestly, McDonald. He left. Yeah, draw. Yeah, exactly. yeah. 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 But you well, know what, man? Like,
1: like, honestly, I, even, I totally forgot this event was happening tonight. Like, I didn't... I, didn't, I just no, didn't, remember didn't remember that Bellator was yeah. going to happen tonight at all. Until I was like, oh shit, the wins!":
5: <laughs> I think they need like a, a new like television home. Like, I know that CBS Sports is supposed to be a big deal, but that's not a channel that's in everybody's household. They need something like an ESPN deal. Like I, I don't know why, maybe they should maybe talk to Fox or something like that and just get that a little more a, a company with a little more exposure. That that definitely help Bellator out for sure. Yeah, you know,
3: that would help, but they don't do shows on. Tuesday nights too. That's Yeah, thing. that's true.
5: Yeah. <laughs> Thursday, Wednesday afternoon. Yeah.
3: So that doesn't help.
1: Yeah. Well, what, what was it? They had one on a, on a Thursday at like one o'clock in the afternoon in Italy.
3: The cyborg. Yeah. No, it was the who was on that card? Yeah, it was the Italy card. Yeah, the, or yeah. Uh, France. Yeah, France card. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: yeah. Paris. Oh. Yeah. The
1: yeah. MVP, right? Did fight on that card?
3: Yeah, that was a trash-ass fight, too, for sure. Yeah, that was garbage. Yeah. <laughs> they need to sign Nick Diaz and have him beat up MVP. Oh, LA. dude.
1: I think everybody would tune in if, if any
3: Diaz, Diaz would be fighting right now in the they Bellator. For sure.
1: yeah.
4: yeah, the numbers go up.
3: Nick Diaz signs to fight anybody in Bellator. DBS. That, their stock shit, will go up. <laughs> yeah, that shit's flying. Yeah. <laughs> Back. All right.
1: Facts <laughs> next up, Dustin Jacoby versus Justin Ladette. Um, I really don't know much of these two guys, um, so I'm just gonna go with uh, Dustin on this one. I really
4: don't know much of these dudes. two dudes. You guys,
2: I'll go with Justin Ladette.
3: Because he has a shag or a mullet, right? If he goes in there with that mullet haircut, then, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think that Kobe's riding like a seven-fight winning streak, though, so keep that in mind. I think uh, okay. Justin Liddette, uh he's had some tough fights in the UFC. I, I forgot he's still in the UFC. I thought he was like on the chopping block maybe a year ago. Thought I'd seen his name, but um, yeah, he rocks the mullet, rocks the shag, goes in there and uh, does his thing, and if he can knock off, Jacoby, I think Jacoby had like kickboxing fights, boxing matchups. So he's been around, um, but he's still got a 7 5 winning streak. So I think Ladette puts a put stop to that, though. I got Ladette in this matchup.
5: Right on. Alex, I'll go with uh, Jacoby just to go we have some parody on here.
3: <laughs>
5: I don't, know, don't know much about you guys, but yeah, I'll go with that.
3: Worth noting, Rob, Justin jacoby has got a win over Tony Lopez in a kickboxing fight. Oh
5: Whoa. shit! Okay.
3: Yeah.
1: So if he fights, yeah, because Tony Lopez fights like every other day.
3: Yeah, he fought last week, didn't he? Or, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> or didn't the, did Josh so, you know finish that guy? So you know what? Tony should be should be considered a GOAT. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a fucking legit go. That guy fights like, every other night. Yeah, dude, tonight.
1: he fights
5: yeah. fucking every other day. I think Josh Barnett. He, I think he won because he posted. He posted a picture of like him and the guy like shaking hands afterwards. Oh yeah, and... Barnett won that fight. Yeah, yeah did he you catch was, it? He or retired
3: that guy? That yeah, it, it prisoner, was a good fight. Yeah. yeah,
5: yeah, it was he bare knuckle, but yeah. yeah, bare knuckle, but elbows allowed too, right? Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah that dude retired on the fucking stool. But I'm
4: yeah, telling yeah, you, man, all these, win all these over guys us. are going to be going to
1: fight uh, for a bare knuckle promotion.
4: Yeah,
3: well, we'll send them there on this show. We'll, we'll call them out and tell them, you know, that's and where you're going next.
5: The goat of bare knuckle.
3: <laughs> yes, yeah, there, there's yet to be a bare knuckle goat, Go- so. so
5: that's wide open.
3: The throne is. is waiting to be sat on. So. And I think uh, with the recent cuttings of Balator. I think Roy Nelson has a good chance of being a bare-knuckle goat.
5: I would yeah. totally see to wear Nelson and
3: bare-knuckle. Yeah. Dude, Legit. could you
5: imagine yeah. Roy Nelson
1: and bare-knuckle fighting? Roy like, Nelson against
3: Tony Lopez.
1: Ooh. Oh, dude, Tony would fucking destroy him.
5: Oh, now goat yeah. versus goat.
3: Goat versus <laughs> yeah.
1: goat, there you go.
5: <laughs>
3: Man. Good stuff, good stuff. We'll, we'll crown oh, a goat yeah. in the bare-knuckle realm very soon.
4: <laughs> yeah, pretty yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: Let's see. Up next, we have Jason Witt versus Cole Williams. I'm going to pick Jason Witt on this one. Um,
4: Probably be by decision. Alex, who do you got? Uh, let's see. Probably Jason Witt too as well.
3: Yeah, I think Cole Williams coming off a loss. It's gonna be a second UFC fight. Yeah. Um and yeah, Jason Witt, I think, was like a previous Bellator guy. Um seventeen and six. He's got the nickname the vanilla gorilla, so he's like the third uh, vanilla yeah. gorilla that's out there. I think Chase Sherman was the first vanilla gorilla. Okay. But no, could be wrong. The vanilla gorilla was the <laughs> is, what's his face from Santa Fe. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, our yeah, that's right. That, that is him. Yeah, for sure. That you but know? he's he's later down. Yeah, but uh, no, <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm Jess talking about. Yeah, Martinez. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> another guy who's probably gonna make his way into LFA pretty damn soon. Hopefully, he does. So. I hope yeah.
4: so. Um,
2: all right, Rudy. Uh, I would go with Cole Williams. Cole Williams.
1: All right. all right. Next up, we got Sean Strickland versus Jack Marshman. Marshman. Marshmallow Man. Um, Let's see. I'm going to go with Sean just because he won his last fight. Um, and Jack is coming this fight with a loss. So I'm going to pick uh, Sean on this one.
3: I think is uh, Jack Marshman still training at Jackson Wink? I remember seeing him down there a few times. I, I think so, dude. Or... I think
1: he's still training there.
3: <laughs> yeah, because he got choked out by Edmund Shabazi on his last loss, and um, it was a first-round submission. Uh, I don't know. It, it seems like these guys have fought before. This isn't a rematch because, yeah, these, these names seem like they've been on a on the docket before, but – this time around, I got to go with Strickland. Um, he's more dynamic on the striking and on the ground. I think the fight probably probably sees a little bit of both, but um, I got Sean Strickland maybe in a finish, second round, yeah, two two minutes and uh, three seconds of the second round.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm going Sean Strickland. <laughs>
5: Strickland got uh, a little more experience, by, you know, the likes of Court McGee and uh, Kamal Usman. So, you know, I go with Strickland too.
1: Awesome. Next up, we got Adrian Yanez versus Victor Rodriguez. Um, I'm going to go with Adrian Yanez just because he's from Texas, from Houston, Texas. And uh, Victor, this is going to be his uh, UFC debut. Um, so, you know, yep. um, we'll see what happens with Victor because um, he's been fighting out in the, the Alaskan promotion uh, recently. so. But I'm going to pick uh, Adrian on
4: this
0: one.
3: it. So I'll go okay, with Victor.
5: Let's... I'll go with Victor. UFC debut. Let's we'll see what he does.
3: Yeah, I think I'm going to go against my cousin, Victor, and go with uh, Adrian <laughs> Yanez because he had a nasty, nasty finish in the Contender Series, and uh, Ooh, he earned crap. his here is his right to compete here on this card in his debut. So I'll go with Yanez, man. He's, he's pretty sharp. He's got a lot of first-round finishes. So uh, this, this fight should be really good, low-key, really, really good.
4: Sweet.
1: Yeah, I'm going Adrian.
4: Uh, Adrian, yeah. right on.
1: Awesome. Uh, next up, Alexander Hernandez versus Chris Grutzmacher.
2: Grutzmacher up, a, that dude's a did I say man. that right? Yeah. You think he's it. annoying? Yeah, bro. <laughs> the whiny bitch.
5: <laughs> well, it's what a good thing Alexander? I wasn't picking him. <laughs> he just—he just beat Joe Lozon, right? Uh, right. Alexander. No, yeah. the other guy. Oh, Chris. oh Chris? Chris, Chris. Yeah, he Parker. did. Yeah.
1: And Alexander, he just uh, lost against Drew Dober. Out of That's all a people. Fight.
3: Yeah, Dober's is a tough dude too. That guy is like low key hasn't fought in a while, and he's a fucking beast too. Trained with Gaichi yeah. at fifty five. So yeah, I don't know how he hasn't got a fight. Like he could fight Dan Hooker, and yeah, he's he's one of them guys like on the cusp of a top fifteen, top ten ish right there. Mm-hmm. But in this fight though, um, I gotta go with um, I gotta go with Hernandez. Um, the rankings are a little bit off. I think Grootsmacher's like rank like ninety nine at lightweight world. And uh, Alex Hernandez is surprisingly 15. number 15. So, Fine, huh? yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's going to be a good entertaining fight, though. I think the Giannis fight followed up by this one, followed by Bobby Green, which we'll get to next. These, these three fights on the card, legit, legit portion of the card. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm going
1: to go with Alexander as well.
3: As much as Rudy doesn't like the guy, I'm going to go with him. <laughs> Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like either one of
2: these guys, bro. Fuck yeah. these guys. I I hope think both <laughs> lose. Major- majority draw. Majority I don't know, draw man. for both double these guys. Knockout. Either
1: majority draw or double, double knockout. knockout. Dude, Fuck that fight. Dude, that would be fucking awesome. I don't like Grootsmacher,
2: and I don't like Alex Hernandez. Um, If I had to pick which one I hate more, I would probably say Hernandez, dude. I don't like the shit he talked to Cowboy Cerrone.
3: Wow. <laughs> yeah, well, Cowboy beat his ass anyway, though. So I'll always like that fight.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bobby Green versus Thiago Moses. Moises.
0: Um,
1: banger.
0: Whew. I mean, the banger both these right guys, here.
1: bro, they, both, both these guys just like to fucking just drop bombs, man. Um, yeah. But I'm going to go with the more experienced fighter. I'm going to pick Bobby Green winning this fight.
3: Yeah, I think the stand-up, Bobby Green's a couple levels above uh, Moises because mm-hmm. if we remember, Michael Johnson was piecing up Moises and then he decided to just turn the fight over and uh, submit Michael Johnson easy. And I think he like tore his knee up and shit. That's why we haven't seen Johnson. And he's still not cut from the UFC, so I fucking still don't understand what's going on there. But um, Bobby Green's been hella competitive, man. He's like the new Cowboy Cerrone. He's been in there I don't know how many times since... The summer this is like its fifth fight so super active Uh but on the feet Bobby Green I mean shit his fights with Lando like he completely pieced Lando up like twice mm-hmm. made it look easy and I think he's the more veteran the more seasoned striker here and that, that'll be the difference unless it gets real interesting and goes to the ground Moises have got a slight advantage there but Green he's, he's a tough out man uh, I always look to, to see who Bobby Green's do, what he's doing and he's the most active uh lightweight right now I believe so I gotta go with Bobby Green by finish too.
1: Yeah, well this this was gonna be his fourth fight
3: this year. Yeah, see, okay, wow. I thought it was his fourth fight. Yeah, because
1: yeah. he won he won his uh, in June against uh, Greta, uh yeah, be... by unanimous decision. Then he, in August he fought Venata, won by unanimous. Then in September he fought Alec Patrick and won that by unanimous.
3: Just a little over oh. a month
5: ago. Wow.
1: Yeah, just a little over a month. Uh, September 12th is when he fought.
3: Um, the only thing that worries me about Bobby Green is sometimes he fights down to competition and he lets fighters get back into fights. And he did that against yeah. Lando a little bit. He did it against uh, Clay Guida, whereas yep. it, it was kind of close. Guida thought he had to fight Juan Much as I love uh, Clay Guida, it was a clear-cut win for Bobby Green. So that's where I see the uh, problem happening with Bobby Green here. He lets Moises get in the fight. Uh he's dangerous too, but uh I got I got Bobby Green. I think he could finish the job and uh maybe fight in two weeks again.
5: <laughs> At least before Thanksgiving for sure, right? Yeah,
0: <laughs>
4: yeah, for sure. We can enjoy
5: Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or
1: not. Oh man, that's awesome. Uh let's see. Out of all people that's fighting in the fucking main card. Yes, sir. Arlo's- Favorite far, uh, fighter in the world.
3: My favorite.
1: And yours, Greg Hardy
3: versus Maurice Green. Uh, that. Good uh, yeah, Good matchup. Damn, damn good matchup right here. It is
1: a good matchup. And because both these guys... I mean, Maurice, we all know who Maurice is, man. This guy just likes to come. First round, he just wants to drop bombs. He wants to knock your ass out. Same with Greg Hardy. These guys, you know... The, the, the heavyweight division is, is something that uh, everybody loves to watch, just because these guys are the big boys. They like to to knock each other out. I um,
4: don't oh know, man. I'm kind of torn on on who to pick on this fight. Oh. I mean, my 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 brain says Hardy, my heart says Green. Uh, I guess I'll go with Hardy.
2: What does your PP say?
1: I can't <laughs> disclose that on air right now.
5: You <laughs> know, we were talking about you know the heels uh, uh, earlier, and like you know Greg Hardy, is coming in as a heel for sure, just because his his past reputation and stuff like that. But even seems like with Greg Hardy always something happens in the, in the octagon. Right? That was the last time he had the asthma gate using an inhaler between rounds? Uh, so Russian collusion. Has- yeah, so this guy, yeah. he definitely has, you know, a lot of a lot of people who want to see him fail, which is why I think the UFC continues to push this guy uh, on the main card, you know what I mean? And he, he had the profile former NFL player. So uh, if he kind of embraces that role of being the bad guy, which I think he's kind of on the fence still, he still really hasn't done that yet. Maybe he's looking for a couple more wins in the heavyweight division to kind of fully embrace that, that heel side. But uh, it's always it's what he's on the card. and People are gonna watch it just to see what happens. So exactly. But the UFC and Dino yeah,
1: not stupid. He puts him in the main card all the fucking time. Yeah, I think he, he main
5: yeah. evented a couple of cards ago, didn't he? A yeah, He has. Yeah. <laughs>
1: he's main evented a, a bunch of uh, a couple of, of events, and he's always on the main card. Always. It doesn't matter where they put Greg. People yeah. are gonna watch. They're gonna tune in, and. Just for the fact, like you said, a lot of people
3: hate him. Some people love him. So well, he has a he's got just as many wins as the Dallas Cowboys do, and he's fought twice in <laughs> a year, right? So yes, yeah. but uh, he but uh, on the side of the crochet boss Green, he had one of the weirdest finishes against John Vellante. You guys remember that? The fat John Vellante moved up to heavyweight. Mm. And it was like the submission was like they didn't even know what to call it. It was a modified choke from bottom, is what they call it. Or what they oh, called was the it. Oh, the
1: one where they where where he had like I, a like an, inverted,
3: like an inverted an inverted uh, arm in choke or something like that. Yeah, and then he was nearly knocked out before that. Yeah, where, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Draft, I remember he, that? Yeah, it easily could have been stopped, and it was like a John Vellante that looked like shit. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. uh, he nearly knocked uh, Maurice Green out. But Maurice Green, you know, he's training at Jackson's. Uh, he's getting a lot of work in there with Johnny Bones and some top flight dudes. But um, Greg Hardy, man, I mean, you got to love to hate the dude. So he's always in a main event for a reason. He's going to be a draw. Uh, gets past Maurice Green. I mean, I know he's fought Alexander Volkov, but Greg Hardy's going to get some high level guys no matter what. But uh, this is a tough test for him, man. Maurice Green's going to be in there. He's going to bang. And it, I think this may, this possibly could be a complete shit show of a fight or be in the fight of the night. It's 50-50 True. the way I'm looking at it. But uh, I like Greg Hardy in the fight. It's going to be close. I think if he wins it, it'll be like a split decision or so. Maurice Green's going to be there to bang. And um, I think he had a, a full camp for this one. I think the Beyonce fight was like a last minute replacement or some type of shit like that. So yeah, but, uh, definitely go Hardy. Well, I, I never pick against Hardy. So got to go with Hardy. Yeah, well, our boy Mark, uh, he's
1: picking green by submission.
3: Ooh. Well, if he can get him down, yeah, that's going to be interesting <laughs> to see how okay. great Yeah, <laughs> but, you, uh, got uh, really... more wins than the Dallas Cowboys, so keep <laughs> I think
2: Maurice Green's going to walk out with
1: Yeah, right on. Crochet, crank. Crochet, crank. Uh, We have Kevin Holland versus Charlie Ontiveros.
3: Easy pick. Who do you got? Kevin Holland all the way. Kevin a I is he, is he <laughs> fighting Charlie Antibetis? I thought he was fighting Mahmoud
2: Muradov.
3: The guy pulled out. Oh, okay. Don't know why. I think I don't know if it's COVID, but um, yeah, this is a last-minute replacement. Um, it's a fight for Kevin Holland just to shine. And um, the guy kind of – he loves taking short-notice fights. Um, shit, man, like he made it, the Joaquin Buckley knockout. That's like considered the knockout of the century. Only made Kevin Holland look good because Kevin mm-hmm. Holland one punch KO'd him and his mouthpiece flew out of his face, you know. So Kevin Holland, he's kind of low key right now, and uh, I I love the initial the matchup with Muradov because man, that that was a real good Styles matchup. Muradov was like on a 13 fight winning streak, and Kevin Holland's been saying a lot of good things. He's like, I'll fight Chimaev but that's not the fight that's uh where you know the guy Muradov had a better. Uh, he looks better than the guys that are in the top 15 based on who he's beat. Um, he's of course like a team uh, mayweather guy too you know what i mean so he's got some shine there but it sucks that he dropped out um monteveros is is in for it he's going to get ko'd and it's going to be nasty because kevin holland's just there to get paid there to compete and uh he'll probably fight in two weeks too he's just that type of dude and i've been on some kevin holland for a while i'm looking forward to seeing him in there i'm glad it wasn't completely pulled they i don't know where they found this dude but He's in there. again. I'm going to tell you where they
1: found this dude because I'm <laughs> friends with this dude. <laughs>
3: oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Charlie,
1: I've known Charlie for since I lived in Houston, which is now, let's see, I lived there for eight years and I've been here for four. So that's already 10 years now. And I followed Charlie since he was uh, fighting for Fury FC, which is a promotion that's out there in uh, Houston, Texas. Um, I covered I've covered those events out there. Um, I've interviewed a lot of the fighters from Fury. He's even fought for uh, Legacy FC, which we all know was McMaynard's promotion. Um, I've met Charlie's family. I mean, it's when I worked in the in the pediatrics out there in uh, Conroe, his family, you know, shouldn't be saying this, but his family would be, you know, would get seen there. Um, But yeah, man, uh, Charlie is a good guy, man, and he's a tough fighter. Um, he's had his hiccups in FC. I mean, he's he's had his other hiccups in Bellator. Um, it, but uh, that, uh, in Fury FC, man, it's a, it's a tough uh, uh, promotion, a local promotion. Um, so Charlie is the, he's well-known there in the Houston, Cleveland area. So um, I think uh, because he fought, for McMaynard's promotion, I think that's why McMaynard decided to call yeah. up Charlie and give him the shot and a chance to, you know, fight for the UFC, uh, which is awesome because he's fighting, he's making his UFC debut on a main card. So, you know.
3: Yeah, though, that's good. That's and it's, good it's up, to hear there, that, up that, there after Greg Hardy. <laughs> Dude, that's good to hear, though, Rob, that you have that past relationship, you know, who he is, because I didn't know who the guy was. I thought they totally scrapped the Kevin Holland fight. And that would have been disappointing. But, man, he's got balls, man, going there to fight Kevin. Kevin's a killer. Um, I yeah. think Kevin finishes him. But he goes in there and is able to, you know, be competitive and maybe even, you know, make it close. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what he's got. Uh, but I can't bet against Kevin Holland at any fights. Yeah. At this point in his career, I mean, shit, the guy's a killer, man. Uh, props to him for taking them short-notice fights. Definitely not. Yeah, man, right, man,
1: for sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, Charlie's won. let he won his last fight, first round uh, by KO. He won uh, his other fight in Fury by first round KO, and this was all in the first minute and a half. Um, his other fight, he fought in LFA round two by body kick. I mean, he's he finishes his, his opponents. Um, won by split decision. He's lost by doctor stoppage. So it's a. Uh, I love this dude, man. I've been following him since uh, Legacy. So, um, you know, when, when I moved out to, to Houston, uh, when he made his debut for Legacy FC, I started following him. I, I was able to, you know, like I said, I met the guy, we talked, uh, met his family. So, you know, I, I, I'm glad that uh, that uh, the UFC and uh, Mick, you know, gave him the opportunity, man. And then, uh, you know, a lot of people are going to see who he is um, come Saturday night. Yeah, he, you know, big props to him to to take on Kevin Holland because Kevin Holland's a beast too, man. But no. win or lose with Charlie, people are gonna know who he is. Hopefully, he can, you know, showcase his skills
4: that he has with the with the, with this fight. So, and yeah, who y'all got, he's... Alex? Kevin yeah, Holland. Char- <laughs> Kevin Char- Holland.
3: Two Holland, one Charlie. Rudy, yeah. who you got, brother?
4: Rudy. Oh my bad. Kevin Holland.
5: Okay. Your boy uh your boy Roberto uh I mean uh, he's um pretty um experienced. I, I was looking at his record, he actually fought Michael Page. Right?
1: I'm telling you, bro. I'm telling you, this guy is one to, to keep an eye on.
5: He's he's fought for Bellator. Yep. Uh, he Michael Page beat him, but man, just to, to get that, <laughs> uh, that big league experience. Exactly. Sure, you know. That's crazy, but Kevin yeah, on. man,
1: he's he's fought <laughs> he's bought some good some good uh, competition. Um, he's lost against some good uh, competition as well. Um, so yeah, man, just just everybody out there that's that's gonna watch this event, keep an eye on my boy Charlie. Uh, I am actually gonna reach out to him and see if, uh, if we can get him on the show. Um, yeah. Probably not this year. Could probably be next year when we can get him on. But yeah, well, well, I'll make it happen, man. I'll, I'll, I'll contact Charlie. Um, so what do we got next up? Uh, we have Bryce Mitchell versus Andre Feely.
4: Andre Feely, man.
1: Touchy Feely. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Andre on this one. Touchy Feely. Touchy Feely. Uh-huh.
3: He's been, uh, he's been training with Gary Tonin, right? So he's extremely confident going into this fight because he knows he's going to be in some pretty nasty scrambles with Bryce Mitchell. Um, mm-hmm. I know Philly is definitely, I give him the edge on striking. Um, he mixes it up very well. He's came a long way. I mean, fucking A. I remember the guy was in the UFC when he was like 19 years old. Um, sure. He trains, you know, with the Uriah favors of the world, the TJ Dillashaws, the Cody Garbrandt. So he's mixed it up with them guys for many years. And he's a tough out, man. This is Bryce Mitchell's toughest fight of his career. Uh, But we know what Doug Nasty does in there, and he makes it nasty. So, uh, man, it's going to be a tough fight, man, for both guys. I mean, as much as I don't like Andre Feely, I don't – I mean, (laughs) Bryce Mitchell's got the camo shorts, and we're going camo shorts, man. Bryce Mitchell going to go in there. Camo shorts.
4: Going to deliver (laughs) a
3: performance of the night here, and uh, it won't be easy because Andre Feely, like I said, as much as I don't like him, he's a very tough bastard, and – He's an all-around, uh, got skills that everywhere the fight's going to go. And I think this fight yeah. is going to be all over the place. So yeah, Doug Nasty, sure. Camo Shorts. Let's go, Bryce Mitchell.
1: And it's the featherweight division, so you know it's going to be a fast-paced fight, man.
3: Yeah, no, Feely brings it, man. That's why I'm good yeah, to see. That toughest fight of Bryce's career, and uh, this propels one guy up there. I mean, Feely's kind of been right there, I mean, on the cusp. Mm-hmm. But um, he's always fought very tough competition, so... Very well sure. trained. He um, better be ready to go, Doug. Nasty yeah. baby.
5: Yeah, and I agree. T- Touchy Philly was supposed to be that um, that next line of alpha males right behind Benavides and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But mm-hmm. he hasn't really gotten in a real groove in the UFC. Like I think he's no, he's only won no, no more than two in a row before dropping one again. But granted, he he has that kind of like he's that longevity now in the UFC. But he never gets on that role. Maybe it's his style of just bringing it too much, and he maybe gets caught up in fights. But he was supposed to be okay. This is Alpha Male, the Faber. You know, the, this is our next group of guys we're bringing along here, and he still hasn't kind of reached that, that 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 top yet, or at least get in a group group of at least three or more fights in the UFC. So he's coming off a win. So if we're going by you know the patterns, he's he's, he's he should win this one. Yeah.
3: yeah, it's one of the toughest divisions in the I, UFC it, too. Worth noting, featherweight division.
5: Yep. Yeah. I'm gonna go with Mitchell on this one too. Awesome. Rudy? Rudy Rudy got Feely, right? Yeah, Andre
2: Feely, touchy feely, baby.
1: Touchy Feely. So two and two on that one. Main event, Uri Hall versus should be retired, Anderson Silva. Watch this fight be like a dominant performance with Anderson Silva. It is. Just fucking just he's just gonna go in there and fucking destroy the hall. Bro, did
2: he took a- fucking Adesanya to the limit, dog. Come on, man. He's going to yeah. go in there and he's going to fuck up your eye hall. I, I'm going to pick Anderson Silva. On I'm this picking one, a man I sure. Silva. Yeah. I think, yeah.
5: Yeah, he, yeah. He doesn't come back and fight unless he thinks he has a good chance of winning this fight. It's almost like GSP with Michael Bisbee. Like, okay, I, I, I'll come out of retirement because I think I, I'm pretty sure I could beat this guy. And um, we all know your eye hall was coming, you know, supposed to be the next great thing, come out of tough. Mm-hmm. He's been. A fighter, he's been a professional yeah. fighter, right? He's a professional yeah. fighter, that's yeah. about it. Um, but I think there's a reason why Anderson still took this fight, and it's because he thinks he can win. Yep,
1: I mean, we all remember what happened, what your eye hall did in tough that was the highlight, you know,
5: back kick that he
1: did. And 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 yeah, of course, exactly of his career, everybody was like, hung on, this dude
4: he fights in the yeah. UFC, and it's like. Eh
1: another
3: fighter it's Yeah, whatever. this fight was booked, what, four years ago and it didn't happen, right, so here we are yeah, was, yes. Halloween night, full moon 2020, Anderson Silva <laughs> goes in there with some headless horsemanship uh, I think that could happen, so oh, uh, I mean, you gotta give, I mean we were talking about goats earlier uh, Silva, I mean, his last couple losses, I mean, he lost to Weidman twice but he also lost to Michael Bisbee, former champion, Daniel Cormier, former champion Adesanya, former champion, and then Jared Kananir. But uh, Silva's fought the best, man. I think, uh, like Alex said, this is a fight. He thinks he can come back in and and shine and look good. And I think uh, Uriah Hall's style brings out uh, some shades of the old Silva. And it's going to be sad as fuck if Silva does get beat down. But I don't think it's going to happen that way. I think uh, Silva looks good and... uh, it's kind of it's the end, end of an era, and maybe it should have been it should have ended a couple of years ago. But uh, this fight, like I said, was booked four years ago. It's happening now. Um, Anderson Silva on fucking Halloween night in 2020, <laughs> the last dance. So yeah.
0: Yeah. I think Got too to for,
5: for for Uriah Hall, if he comes out and he makes this a striking fight, he won't like it. Won't it'll still do him favors even if he loses, because that's what they want to see. That's why they booked this fight. If he goes completely different, turns into a grappling match, and he ends up losing oh. too. But I think that's like not not, not going to not a good look from at all. But if he comes out and scraps, you know what? Well, all right, man, you did what we expected you to do. You came out. People wanted to see a stand-up, banging fight. with we'll your your uh, Anderson Silva. You did that. We'll we, we'll get you another fight. You know, in the near, very near future.
1: Now, do y'all think if if if, if uh, Silva wins, he retires
3: again? Nick Diaz rematch. Oh shit. <laughs> No, I think, uh, the, or what are the odds of Silva, the old classic uh, Silva taunting happening in this fight? I'd like to see that, too. And then him delivering yeah, a half KO, you know? Yeah. Because really cool. he's really pretty cool. good at
1: those at those type of knockouts when the, when he's moving back and the opponent's moving forward and he just throws that jab and just knocks the fuck out of you. Except for
3: Wideman. Except yeah. for Weidman,
2: yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a, well, this this fight's been a long time coming. I think it was like scheduled for uh, like a co-main event, bro. But it was re- uh, recently uh, supposed to be on a co-main of the what card was it recently? So it, it ended up being a main card our main event here. But it was previously scheduled, I think, uh, like two months ago. But um, it's happening. It's going down. I don't know if it's the last ride for Silva. Maybe he comes back and fights fucking Mike Perry or Nick Diaz. You know, you never know.
1: <laughs> Mike Perry.
3: Yeah. <laughs> well he needs to fight. Uh, Robbie Lawler's out, so they haven't yeah. really said who he's gonna fight for yeah.
1: <laughs> Right on. Well guys, we are short on time. We are past about ten minutes now. So um but uh yeah man, gonna be some some entertaining fights. Uh, we have uh tomorrow LFA, then we have uh, Saturday we and we also have some uh, a lot of boxing that's happening this uh, this weekend as well. Um, it's going to be on oh uh, tomorrow as well boxing we have CES uh, boxing
4: actually that's what's today the 29th
3: yeah
1: oh so yeah. it's actually it's either happened or it's happening um, CES boxing on UC Fight Pass and the uh, Zone ESPN Plus on the 31st in San Antonio mm. Showtime a lot of boxing even some events in Russia um yeah so um other than that guys thanks a lot for tonight huge shout out to everybody that's watching and listening shout out to uh hka usa fight tv brave one Gage Steel, everyone that we work with thanks a lot (sighs) um and uh other than that david close out the show brother
3: Yep, appreciate everybody tuning in live. You know where to find us every Thursday, right here on Sitting Ringside. This is episode 67. If you want all the latest combat sports news, go to FightBookMMA.com. Follow us on YouTube, Spotify, anywhere you can find podcasts. Search us up, Fightbook MMA, Sitting Ringside. Till next time, episode 67. We'll catch you all on the next one. Peace. we